Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. So now we are down to our final four. And we're going to treat you guys to a quick 30-second summary of each movie, real quick, that we all put together off the top of our head, so that's why it sucks. It gives <laughs> yeah, you it's wondering. terrible, but... Oh, uh, but it is what it, anyway. it is. Yeah. So enjoy those, and then we're going to have we're gonna have a little secret vote for each of the top four so that we can talk after everybody decides. Evil Dead in 30 seconds, and go. A group of friends are going out to the cabin for a little vacation. Uh, oh, crap, this is hard. And they get to a cabin, and they're looking around, and they go downstairs, and they find a tape recorder and a weird little book that looks like it's made of flesh and a knife, and they bring it upstairs, and they play the recording, and the recording has some incantation, incantation on it, and they bring back dead from beyond the grave, and evil possession starts to take all of Ash's friends, and they all die, and he has to kill them and destroy them, and then he dies at the end, too, or so we're told. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Nate, you are up with. Am I ready? Yeah, do you want me to What go are first? you doing? I'm doing the shining. You're doing shining? All right, Nate, who's going to do shining? Okay. The shining in 30 seconds. Go! Okay, so Jack has got a new job as a caretaker for the Overlook Hotel. He drives his family up to the mountains, miles and miles and miles away from civilization, where. Everyone starts to go a little crazy and starts seeing ghosts and old ladies that look like hot young ladies and <laughs> people doing stuff with people in bear costumes. But guess what? Jack dies. He freezes to death. <laughs> and the little kid has teleconnect powers. I don't know. In There's a lot mouth. to unpack. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's more than it's let the right one in or brother. evil dead. Or Nightmare on Elm Street, for that fact. You did all right, Doc. No, there we go. I loved it. All right. I was like, oh, crap, five seconds. Wait, there's a bunch of plot elements. Nightmare on Elm Street in 30 seconds. Ago. In the tradition of of the uh, revenge uh, tragedy, this story is about a young man named Fred Frederick. Frederick (laughs) Frederick Krueger, who is misunderstood and just... Yeah, gets a bad luck. I mean, he likes to hang out in in the basement of the school. So, long story short, he gets burnt by the parents. Why? Well, there's a lot of theories, but nobody ever proved anything. So he was a victim of this this mob, uh, and he went back and he enacted revenge because that's what he, they all deserve. So the end. The kids all died. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. All right. So the end. We your kids it. all die. <laughs> and you deserve it. The end. Uh, so all right. So let's let's vote. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so our first matchup is The Shining versus The Evil Dead. And congratulations, Mr. Torrance. You are moving on to the final round. What show? I, I mean, it's Evil Dead versus The Shining. And I don't think there's any conceivable universe where Evil Dead would beat The Shining in a, in a direct matchup like that. A movie to movie. Come, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it wasn't, a th- it wasn't the vote had one Evil Dead, which I'm assuming is Jackie. It was Jackie. <laughs> of course. I can never put scary women in the basement anymore without thinking about that movie. Every time women pop their heads up from the basement. I've never been able to fully trust a tree since. They, yeah. They, Nor should it you. It just gets me. 
Um, I don't know what else to say about the evil dead. I feel like it's I'm, so scary still. It is no, so it, oh, it it scary. The and and I think the biggest, I think the biggest achievement, the, or the biggest thing we can take away from the Evil Dead is is the cinematography, the the way that Sam Raimi was so creative with his shots. One of my personal favorite is when action is going on in the room and everybody's walking around. There's dialogue. The camera is actually from the point of view of Cheryl in the basement because she's got the top lifted off. Yeah, yeah like just the cinematography. You know, I don't think that Edgar Wright would be Edgar Wright if it wasn't for Sam Raimi. Yeah. The, the rigs that he made when he's lifting up the different, uh, when Cheryl in the beginning after she first gets it and, you know, she pops out from the window, or no, she's looking out the window yeah. and she suddenly turns around and she's uh-huh. like lifted up and she's kind of all janky. Yeah. Like there was just so much like homegrown filmmaking in that mm-hmm. movie that, I don't know. To me, it just that that is the biggest takeaway is just how creative Sam Raimi was for for what they did. I don't know. I, to me, that, that between between those two, that's another rewatchable movie for me time yeah. and time again. And I, and I think it also helps knowing where the series goes, knowing what it turns into, right, knowing totally. what we get with Evil Dead 2 and then Army of Darkness. And now that new series uh, that yeah. they have on, I think it's on Ash stars, versus Ash the, versus the Evil, Evil Dead. Dead yep. You know, knowing I think that also helps my love for this movie is knowing where it goes and, and a thing i love about it too is just how like brutal and intimate the experience is for ash like you're like oh my god this poor guy has to like chop up his girlfriend who he was like gonna give a, a necklace to and like and and <laughs> like just watching him be so just devastated by these horrible things he has to do to protect himself from his friends you know like what he has to doesn't he have to like chop like axe them right yeah well and, the one guy yeah like the scott was the right. one that chops up uh right. the girl at first but yeah and you know what's funny Rewatching this movie i think i kept waiting for like a funny part or i kept waiting for like a, one of those classic lines and I kept forgetting, not in this not one. Not in this one, It's right? an Evil Dead 2. Right. Evil, the, the Evil Dead, the original, is just, it's a straightforward horror movie. It is. And there that there is no funny moment, you know? Like, there's a little bit of a, you know, some, some tender moments between Ash and Linda in the beginning when yeah, he gives her the bit. necklace. Like, right, there's some right, funny, right. you know. But I think I kind of kept waiting for those moments to happen. And I... Like I said, when when you can get away with making the same movie essentially twice, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So that that those 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 are a lot of, of my thoughts on it. That's the reason. I mean, and to me, it's again, it's it's blood, it's guts, it's gore, mm-hmm. it's 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 what and it's I like. It's still scary. Yeah. So many years it later, is. holy guacamole! The tree, the tree rape scene, is just that demonic possession is is like an ultimate form of rape. Um, because basically with possession, you're invaded without permission. It hurts you. And even after it's all said and done, it changes you. So that's just my really, note no, on that. I thought that was an interesting note. See, Sorry I, to, like, see, I put Marissa notes. pants on sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while. I think I'm, I'm rubbing off on you in that way. Good all Lord. All right, so we've got Nightmare on Elm Street versus Let the Right One In. All right, what's it going to be? And the movie that moves on to the final round to take on The Shining is let the right one in. Booyah. Freddie. Could I, Mr. It's been real. <sighs> I don't know. What, what can what can be said? About Freddy Krueger? About Freddy Krueger. Uh, right on Elm Street. I mean, it's Nightmare, right? It's crazy. Nightmare. I mean... My, my favorite final girl. Yeah, Heather, she's Heather pretty... Langenkamp's portrayal of Nancy. She is, hands down, my favorite final girl. Really? Love her. Love, love her. Love the, the, the whole trap thing she sets up at the end when mm-hmm. she figures out that she can bring him into the real world she's pretty smart yeah i love it 
Love, love it. Love, love John Saxon playing a cop yet I again. I love John Saxon. Yet again, watch him doing. putting on the officer role. Mm-hmm. Which what, did, did Black we Christmas? He was in Black yeah, Christmas. Well, no, and we looked. Dur- it was during the Black Christmas episode that we looked it up. He's played a cop like <laughs> played so many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually is a cop now. He's, he's they, a they, they just let him become a cop. Yeah, they're like, you've yeah, been in yeah, enough like, movies. You're, you're like, I tell you, you, if he showed up anywhere in a cop costume and be like, okay, yes, officer. Yeah, I would buy it. As long as you've been in enough movies, at least two. I think. I think that they did a lot of uh, really interesting stuff with special effects oh and gosh, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Um, I was watching that documentary, that Never Sleep Again documentary, so long. and they're talking about how they did the scene where um, Johnny Depp is pulled into his bed and like all the blood Blush. comes flying out, and basically they took that room that they spun around for the the one girl's death scene, for where Tina's she's cr- scene, yeah. for Tina's scene, where she's crawling in the ceiling, and they just. Turned it upside down and dumped like a giant bucket of blood through the open hole in the bed. But apparently, like once it got into the box, it like <laughs> threw everything off and like people got hurt and like yeah, people like got like electrocuted. Yeah, or something. someone got electrocuted. Someone got like their leg like busted yeah, up. Yeah, like, like it hurt people. Wow. It's, so. it's a movie like that that makes me pine for pre CGI. Like there are certain movies that when I watch them, I'm like, this is why I love old horror because like there was you needed such ingenuity, you needed such puppetry and like such cr- like imagination and like I just I miss those days. There's a part I of me miss that, that stuff too. I think yeah. CGI takes a lot me, of magic out of the movies, me and too. it also makes them harder for them to stand up to the test of time because CG ages very poorly which is very weird. like you wouldn't think like you would think it's the puppetry and the old stuff that ages but it mm-hmm. holds up to me like no. it's cool if you stuff do, if you do a mix it'll hold up for a lot longer like yeah. jurassic park is a mix right. of mm-hmm. cg and animatronics and, and that yep. movie still holds up pretty still, well right you can get away it's not 100 percent perfect but it, it holds up a lot better than a lot of other things yeah like same thing with titanic titanic still kind of holds up because it used a good mix of everything yeah like they were creative and how they but they did the, it. there's a lot of horror oh, movies man. now that, that are just, just go full CG. Yeah. I mean, it, the worst is for like blood spray, and that's not even like a complicated thing to do, right? Like, like just, I don't even. It's just lazy. Mm-hmm. I agree. So much is done in post now that it just makes me really sad. Yeah. All yeah. right. So our very final matchup is The Shining versus Let the Right One In. Okay. They are the two final movies. This, so this is the first annual Jersey Ghouls horror movie March Madness. What's going to take the crown? Yep. So yeah, let's open it up. Let the right one in versus The Shining. It's weird because I, I don't think this is fair and I don't even vote. So I don't know why I'm starting off. But to me in my head, I'm like, I can't give it to let the right one in. Like it hasn't earned its place. Is You know, like it can't. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I'm like, well, The Shining is iconic. Earlier, I can't. Between that and Blair Witch. Like, right. Blair Witch has been with me longer. To me, it's right. Like, literally, uh, what was it? October was maybe when I watched Let the Right One In for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the first time I watched it. And it's hard because, like, a lot of times in my head I'll justify my vote based on, like, oh, well, this is really thematically relevant, too, and there's so many layers, and but they both have that. They both have that, yeah. So when I when I taught a film class, I, I think I showed both of these movies or at least excerpt them or talked about them every single year. So if I taught that class for eight years, I watched both of these movies at least once a year for eight consecutive years and then broke them down and read articles about them and talked about them mm-hmm. and let them live in the lives of 20 to 50, depending on how many sections there were that year, other people just kind of let them kind of ruminate inside those people. Um, if I went by that experience alone, I would I would give this to let the right one in because that movie spoke to every single person mm-hmm. who I've shared it with. I've never... Marissa doesn't like The Shining that much. 
And Marissa is like my, you know, is like the most malleable force in my life, right? Because I've, Marissa's four years younger than me. Our whole lives growing up, I like would push culture through her. Some of it stuck, some of it didn't. Obviously, I mean, we're doing a horror podcast, not of the Smiths podcast. So, you know, <laughs> things hit her more than others. But you will do that Morrissey podcast with Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Okay, 100%. Good. Um, but I've never shared Lether. And, you know, The Shining was hit or miss with kids. It scared them all. They got why it was important. They saw the filmmaking as kind of, you know, the, I forced them to see the filmmaking as beautiful, but I couldn't force them to say, wow, I really liked that movie or wow, I love that movie. But almost everybody came out of my course being like, oh, I love this movie. Yeah, Let the Right One End is much more relatable. It I is. mean, accessible. The Shining, like, how could you even relate to that? Like, that's such a, like, very unique, like, experience that this one family had. Like, Everyone can relate to, like, having a bully and feeling alone when you're a kid, you know? Like, to some extent, I, I think anyone can and get around that, but... And, like, the ending... Like, I feel like when you look at the two endings, like, I don't know, let the right one in, the ending just makes me feel... I I don't know. I... I what, I can't. I can't tell what you're gonna say. I, 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 I love the ending. It made me feel so good. It was. Ending. It was horrible. It's a me bunch too. of kids it's, getting murdered, and it should be but horrible, but you feel so, so good. good. And then when they're on that train, and you're like, the, and you know, the, I, I just yeah. love it because no, they've they've found each both, other, and yeah. and who cares if they're gonna just eat people along the way? I'm okay with that. Right. Like, both but then, but then again, you know that she's just going to to get rid of him as soon as he's old. The new old guy. I know. I have that thought too. Is that horrible fate? old guy was also a small child at, at one point and yeah. he loved her just as this new kid loves her so how did he survive that life, long yeah. because he was terrible at his job he was how did he Oscar, how did the, the, die, first, the old guy the trees sell him like by, like elias mufasa don't worry oscar one day I will eat you. This like the gazelles will all be yours. Yeah, no, I just think that I don't understand how that guy did that job for so long because seriously, he was terrible. He at loved it. her, but like he was I, terrible she, at it. He never did not botch him. it. I think, okay, but he. I think that he was starting to have regrets for right. doing it for so long. Oh, you think he was like purposefully? Not purposely, maybe subconsciously. Mm. Yeah, we. Lose and he's a step. you know he's not he's not a spring chicken anymore. Exactly, yeah, he's kept alive all that time, yeah. right? So yeah, and you know what? In you know, in sixty, seventy years, she's gonna find a new Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oscar. She's gonna Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar. She's gonna find yeah, she's gonna find a new one in like sixty years and she's gonna keep on keeping on and Or and he ends a cycle and kills her. Who knows? He, who knows? I think you know he, what I mean? I don't Does think he love so her either. so much? Yeah, 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 I don't he loves her too much. Story no. to tell I'm just yeah. gonna throw out there that obviously I see where we're leaning because we've we've spent all our time talking about one film over the other. What? Yeah, my my well, vote I did, I my was, vote is for the let, we did a let whole the right one in. On the <laughs> yeah, I feel all shining out because I feel like that was my entree into Jersey goals. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, that's um, my vote is let the right one in. That's your yeah, vote, Joe. Let the right one in. Was it a sweep or were you going to go with the shining, Nate? I was going to go with the shining. Damn, yeah, it wasn't a sweep. It no, wasn't a sweep. No sweeps. Put the brooms away. Yep. Wow. So, so lately, I would wait. love to hear you you talk about The Shining a little bit. I don't feel like I've gotten that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yet. You're like the one person who could at the stable. Yeah. I feel like The Shining, like, it might not be as relatable, but there's a million times more stuff to unpack in that movie. And I really enjoy a movie where things are vague and you have to kind of put the pieces together. 
Like, I've watched Eraserhead probably half a dozen times, and it's only been in the last one or two times, and I'm starting to put it all together, what this all means. So I kind of, I, I like having that challenge in a movie, and The Shining offers that a lot. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not what the book is offering, but it's it's very enjoyable oh, for so me to watch that, watch that movie. And it's just so beautiful. Everything about that movie is beautiful. I don't know. It's it, just... It really is. It holds up so much better with the clarity of like watching the the Blu-ray now mm-hmm. and the just those those stunning vistas that you get. Yeah, out of I the, mean, um, over the know. opening like, credits, even like just like the mountain ranges and stuff as yeah. they're driving. Beautiful. Well, I like and also once uh, like after that the beautiful opening with with the big sweeping shots. I like how especially when you when they're first in the hotel. I don't know how I'm going to describe this right, and I'm probably going to use the wrong terminology, but. The point of view, how do I say it? It's not shot like a scene. It's not like a tableau we're watching. It's as if we're there with them. Like, we are the eyes of this unseen person that's going into Ullman's office with Jack. Like, I like the way that, you know, camera, it's not like a quick cut here, a quick cut there. I like that there are these long, single shots that, you know, follow Danny down the hall on, on the big wheels. And, oh, yeah. you know, the the one where we're just going to walk through the kitchen and one, I, I enjoy that it's not a lot of cutting and chopping of scenes. That that I really like. The, when the camera comes into the room where, where uh, Jack is writing and it kind of like mm-hmm. falls in and circles. It settles. Yeah. yeah. Or the scene when she, you see what he's been typing through her and all the, I mean, it's just breathtaking. It It, it is... As I said in that the podcast, uh, the third podcast or whatever, when we did it, it's it's just one of the most technically sound films ever. Jackie wrote up before when it was up against Texas Chainsaw that like there's a there's a geometry to it, and th- there really is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all circles and it's all you know like intersecting lines. And when you when you when you do that against the backdrack of this a huge labyrinth labyrinth of a building, la- a physical actual real labyrinth, labyrinth. Kind of thing, an actual maze, um, it just it all works together so almost symphonically. It's unbelievable. I'm talking myself out of let the right one in while we're sitting here, but I think at the end of the day, there's some gorgeous shots and let the right one in too. I mean, that's true. The, the shot where she attacks the, the guy that I immediately uh, thought that of underpass, that pass, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Beautiful yep. shot. Yep. Uh, the whole the ending the in the pool, pool, though. I love it. Oh my when, God, when all you see is the feet under <laughs> oh, the water. So that one, like, I almost, like, as I'm watching it, like, almost made an audible cheer. Like, I was yeah, almost like, yeah. yeah. Like, I had that moment of I wanted to, like, out loud, hooray for that yeah. one. Because that was, A, the, you know, the bad guys, the, you know, the they're getting their comeuppance. And then just the shot of, of the feet yeah, in the so water good. was amazing. In, in my class, they, we used to turn the sound off and just diagram the shots, like break down the shots. And kids would literally, like, gasp. They'd be like, oh, my God. Like, at the way the shots all come together in that scene. Like, to hear an actual emotional response to scene di- di- diagram. So, yeah. Which normally when I'd say we're going to do, they'd be like, oh, we're never going to be able to like a movie again. Like, people just get so mad at me for break. But people would, like, have this, like, guttural reaction. The kids having, like, this actual visceral sort of, like, emotion, you know, response was yeah. cool to watch. Well, that's that's the thing with, like, Let the Right One In. And I don't know if I'm just desensitized because The Shining's been around for so long and I've seen it so much. But, like, 
I just remember the first time I watched it just feeling so much like getting the feels in ways that I usually don't and as like especially as a horror fan like I'm so emotionally void so often when I watch horror movies and like watching this one I just remember feeling so many things all through the whole film like horror and sadness and grief and love and and, and hope and you know like and it's 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 so rare that a movie gets me in that way that I'm so okay with it taking our you know if it does I'm not even mad I yeah, just, no, I just like the shining has been built up in my head for so long. Yeah. And, you know, I have so many memories of watching the shining and even from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. we would just watch clips of the shining because we couldn't sit there for the whole, what is it? Two and a half hours, two hours. Mm-hmm. Like it's a long it's movie. A long movie yeah. Um, but, but there was like certain scenes in that movie that I, like blew me away more yeah. than any other horror movie that I had seen. I was like, this is crazy. I can't, I shouldn't be watching this. This is too serious. And aside from how beautiful it is shot and, and how it looks, to me, Jack Nicholson is just, I, I wrote some notes on it and half of my notes are about his performance mm-hmm. and his performance alone. Overacting. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> See, and I don't, I don't agree. I don't think tickle. it's, I don't think he overacts. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and this is something that I'm going to say that I learned from you, Joe, when we did our episode about The Shining, about how, you know, it was always meant to be. The hotel had him. And watching it again with that in my head, the scene in the beginning when he's in Ullman's office and he discloses to Jack, like, hey, look, you know, there was this thing that happened with Grady. He killed his family with an axe. And he's going through this whole this scenario. This is what happened to a caretaker once. It cuts to Jack's face, and he is completely unfazed. It he doesn't arch an eyebrow. Right, he's a villain he from is, the spot. Yeah, the he start. really is. Like he's an asshole from the get go. And I had that, but like he he he's completely unfazed with it, and he is in a. Per- My note is Jack is in a permanent state of asshole. And yeah. it makes it easier to villainize him at the end. And anytime that you see him being pleasant or nice or caring. It's such an obvious facade that yeah, underneath exactly. that mask of, oh, you know, I love you, Danny, and I'll never hurt you and mom, and I'll never hurt you and mom. And you can see the, the clo- you know, the, the, the wheels are the turning mechanisms. of, here's exactly how I'm going to hurt you, mm-hmm. but keep listening to the soothing sounds of my voice. Yep. And like I said, after that, what you said about that, watching it again completely different movie completely away, right? yeah. different God damn movie. it jackie that's it that's why we can't let <laughs> even, you around joe dangerous when, ideas no, <laughs> joe's right no he's not right even when he um i love and kubrick does it all on purpose when he when he, he's eating the sandwich when he tells danny when he's in the room with danny mm-hmm. and he's telling he's trying to drive home to danny that i like i re, you know what i really like it here you know what Dan, and he's eating that sandwich in between he's chomping with his wolf teeth you know even through that he's like consuming he's taking it he's he's sucking up everything around him the one scene that that does i don't know if contradicts but maybe you know i'm gonna pose it to you so the first time he goes into the bar and he gets that drink again Mm -hmm. and it's been all the sobriety and he finally gets to wash away sobriety with that drink he kind of goes on a rant about danny where he's like i really do love him i really love him Mm -hmm. it's wendy that's the problem and i feel like that was a genuine like so he he does love his son like and it seems like when it you know he's got to get rid of danny a because wendy has poisoned him against him mm-hmm. and also there's the shining thing and we can't have that shit in our life we got to mm-hmm. get rid of it kind sure, of thing sure. but like i i did feel like there was that tiny little brief glimmer of 
I because he says it. He's like, I really do. I love him. It's the sperm bank upstairs. Right. Like, that's where it all she, goes to shit. She's poisoning. She, she is poisoning. The, yeah. The femininity is poisoning my, yeah. my you know, my uh, my next of kin, the one who's mm-hmm. going to rise yeah. up and take over the mantle. But the, but the influence of the the influence of this other outside force. And, and what you're, it's, it's so true. What you're speaking to, though, is the complexity of the movie in a way. It, it, it's what maybe makes Let the Right One In kind of slip under it because Kubrick is trying to say so much and everything he's trying to say is so big and the movie is so big. Everything, the mm-hmm. space, the performances. I really think, I, and I don't have, I don't know that I've read this anywhere where I could prove it. I think the performances are big because that's the point. I think Kubrick was pushing them to be bigger, be bigger, be bigger. Because in his mind, he was staging this enormous worldview. I think The Shining is about pioneers. I think The, the Shining is about the 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 fallacy of white man's burden and 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 our and our expansion westward and our space expansion which is why i think people have misread the movie to be about what is the apollo that blue people, two, three, apollo, seven. what is it apollo 11 apollo 11 yeah yeah and i think that's misread i don't think kubrick's speaking no. about the moon landing per se but i think there's so much moon imagery because he's talking about pushing frontiers you say you say white man's burden i'm fairly certain jack uses that exact phrase. Yeah, he, right, he, he says it sort of like shruggingly, right? Like, well, oh, white well, man's well, burden. that's white man's burden, right. Yep. And, but I think Kubrick has always tried to do that. I think his movies are about enormous thematic I- issues. Mm-hmm. And in a way, sometimes, it makes it hard to wrap your arms around it all. I just, yeah. Whereas Let the Right One In is just about love. <laughs> Versus it's about the burst. And that's why I think when you show Let the Right One In to a room full of 18, 19, 17-year-olds, they don't need to work so hard to get there. No, no, no. Shining's it's, it's a slog. Much easier. Even with my look, at my sister's ready to pop out of her chair. To get people to buy into the Shining has always been a slog, and I've taken on that fight. <laughs> no, no. School, no. It, every it, it's one of the most well-respected. You I know, know but films it's. Of I think it's very. I'm uh, I'm the one with the unpopular. What's uh not uh stance here? Losing words. It's very polarizing. Whereas I think let the right one in can be kind of galvanizing because we all understand Oscar. Yes. Yeah. And he's not an antagonist. He's in, not. No, he's, I, almost, see, I, he's almost secondary. I, you, you guys, know? You guys like, call he doesn't it like really a, drive the plot at all. It just it, things are happening to him, him and around yeah, him. Right, yeah. right, right. And he and that victim role is very easy to sink your teeth into. It's a vampire. It's a vampire. Everything set on fire. I cannot believe the vampire movie won the whole tournament but bella is not there because of monster squad i i'm not I just, even going to say what i think no say no I'm say no, no no i've said it i've said it before but what i'm going to say is what you guys are calling an exploration of white man's burden to me just speaks to the white man's privilege that movie is is yes, that's what it's but about. that's yeah. not he's not doing that because he's aware of his own privilege and wants to make a, a, a relevant statement about it he's doing it because he is that privilege no kubrick's aware not jack no jack kubrick that that's thing. i'm saying kubrick is making it because oh. he is white and privileged and so for him to make a movie about the i don't know the whole thing just this rubs is what me the wrong this way. is what I, I threw my hands up in the air for episode three How, kubrick's writing a movie about what's wrong with he, that. he didn't yeah he, i don't think so i don't read it that way um Sorry. No, don't. you don't. You don't. But this is where we got to in episode three because I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to say. You're like, <laughs> yeah. no, he didn't. Like, he, just, like, he was here. We were like, did you do it? And he was like, I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. And he ran away. Yeah, but I'm doing exactly what you're doing and just take, like, uh, hypothesizing about it based on context. But I spoke to 27 different 
contextual evidence that speaks to that truth where you're just like, no, he didn't. The fact that he says white man's burden? <laughs> no, I think I've mentioned between this episode and the okay. third episode. Like I just, I just different- feel as though I can't. I can't accept Jack Torrance, the villain from the start. He is an asshole. And mm-hmm. so what am I what am I rooting for? Like if we're talking purely story, like what why am I even remotely caring about about this man and this family because he's an asshole? Like You're rooting for Danny and You're rooting for the family. Yeah, I was you're saying, not I rooting think that, for him. I think that's more of like You're supposed to you're supposed to look down on him. You're supposed to be disgusted and, by and him. And that's why it misses the point yeah. because like you don't, the, the you point don't is want in, a little boy story. to die. Like and you this, don't want to see a right. child die. And what you're saying is so unbelievably valid and true. And there's an awesome uh, Baltimore Sun article in the 19th century that said that's about Poe in the same way that you're Stanley Kubrick, where where they're saying like because Poe started writing in the guise of antagonism mm-hmm. and like blew away literary critics of that right. time. And people, but people were like, "What? That you start doing this? Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing any of this?" Mm-hmm. And and I think it's valid literary criticism to say. I don't want to be through that. It muddles the water for me to come in through the guys. What, you, what you're saying is because so much of the movie comes through Jack, it makes it hard for you to then flip, to, to believe that the creator is trying to flip that on its head. And that's what I mean about The Shining. It's too, I didn't, I'm not trying to put anybody down and saying it's inaccessible to any of us or any of our listeners who are super smart and really, really good looking. Um, but And should probably think about donating money to Jack and Marissa so they can keep doing this. Um, but... You know, I, I think that's what I mean when I say it's hard to, to dig into that. It is because because you're like, put, what am kind, I doing? It's do, kind of pushing you away. Right, right. Like, the movie doesn't want you to. Right, right, right. right. Keep going with that. I'm sorry. Say more. No, of that. you that's keep it. going. That's exactly okay, it. Well, you know the what? The movie doesn't you want you Kubrick. to love it. I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm well, no. And a lot of uh, there, I enjoy a lot of horror movies that are not fun to watch. Me too. That are Me too. that are. Actively trying to, right. to make you turn the off the movie. Yes, like, <laughs> me too. Like for example, Martyrs is about absolutely pushing people being pushed to their emotional and physical limits, limits yep. through torture. But it so doesn't I never. I, and I and I can't. I give you guys credit because I don't think I could do it anymore. But and yeah, like it's not. I don't know. I you know what? I'm gonna just chalk it up to my inability to see past. The fact that I, in my head, I read The Shining and then I look at what he created. And had this movie been called, you know, Kubrick's take on hotels, I'd, I'd probably The girls be are wearing here. Stephen King rule shirts they right are. now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just can't. I, I honestly just thought can't. The Shining would win because just, of the Stephen King rule shirts. I just can't. Oh, that's why they hate it. Do you, do you yeah. listen to my show? mass separation between the two. <laughs> you ever heard this podcast, Nate? Darn it. <laughs> They hate Sorry. Kubrick before that. No, reason. no, Jackie yeah. Hobbs. I love no, I don't. I, no. You know what? In, in, in our third episode, I said, "Yeah, you were." I don't. Yeah. I don't hate this movie. I don't love it. It's never. It's not in my top five. But you know, it, it's not. I don't think it's the. I worst know. Thing ever. I know it's insane. I, I really do. I understand why this movie matters so much. But I just. I. I can never lose too today. It, 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 it lose. And, and I'm not even mad because I think that let the right one in. Oh, I'm mad because I Living Dead should be. <laughs> We should be talking about Night of Living Dead okay, right so. now. You think you're mad? You should be. I lost to Wolfman Nards. I am Drakul, son of Dragon. So, uh, Prince of Darkness. Beaten by testicles of man who once was dog. Come. You're an idiot. 
Um, so anyway, um, I'd oh, first right first there. like to thank <laughs> you two. Well, Nate, I'd like to thank you. Oh my God! Oh, so well, Nate, you're so dreamy. You Joe, are, I want to thank you. I want to thank you because I love listening to you on the podcast. I, I laugh and laugh. I laugh too. Oh I laugh and laugh when I edit. Thank it. you guys. This has been an amazing experience for me. I enjoyed Aww. this very much. Yes, Duck Hunt. Having you guys on has been really, really awesome. We really appreciate everything you've done to make this whole March Madness dream a reality. Oh my gosh. I had so much, I'm so sad this is over. Me too. Yeah. So once again, thank you so much to you guys and Jackie, thank you for coming up with this whole thing. This was all your your brainchild, our bracket. Yeah, that right? I ripped off of another podcast. Perfect. So yeah, no, this was this has been fun. This has been a couple months in the making. This has been a lot of work. And thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedules They're to join us busy. and talk about <laughs> I'm just kidding, guess. That was more for Joey. <laughs> Nate, you're probably have a very busy schedule. No. My schedule no. would not allow it. <laughs> so so thank you. Thank you, Nate, for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And you can check me out at JoeCostal.com <laughs> or at JoeCostal. I like that you put on that face. Uh, you, you do do the same face you every like, time yeah, you promote yourself. I do. <laughs> it's called. I call it the, my promoting myself face. Yeah, it, he half smiles, and it's I don't really know how he gets name. that dimple to appear. But he just goes, <laughs> I do. And then he like does it's my self promoting dimple. Let me see if I can. I wish I could have a dimple. Children, do you have another one on the other side? No, just one. Just one wonky dimple. One wonky dimple. I you thought you said one walking of, nipple. Dimple. One walking nipple. One walking nipple it's, should be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> that, that's going to be his lifetime movie. Hey, one walking dimple. The Joker saw story. I just want to say that I've loved doing this so much and being with you guys and on this Shunintines Eve. Oh, it is the holiest so, of holy bringing it full circle. Oh, Back so to Shunintines. Um, yeah, so so check us out as always on uh, Facebook, on iTunes, on Twitter. What we're gonna do is we can do a Facebook Live to announce the winner of a prize pack uh, for the person that has correctly guessed "Let the Right One In" as the the winner of our bracket. No final way. thoughts, guys. Let's go, Jerry Springer. Final okay, thoughts. Final thoughts. Did you, Nate, think that Let the Right One In was going to be the ultimate winner? What we, what was your thought that was going to be the ultimate winner? No. What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be The Shining. Since like. From Since, from from wow. like eight at least from eight really at least from eight. What about you, Joe? What did you Night think? Night of Living Dead. Really? I thought Night of Living Dead all the way. I would have guessed. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I, that's why we're siblings, huh? Because yeah. yeah. I went. Night I I, I thought it was going to be Let the Right One In. As much as I shut up, really? I told you that yesterday. Because we should have written this down. Because uh, what was it last week? Two weekends ago when we got together, we Damn. were saying we all kind of had that thought of oh we know what's going to win, what's going to win, and I think Joe, oh, you made right, you, you said, made the comment. Yeah. There's one movie that we keep pushing through without a single complaint, mm-hmm. and it's been let the that. right one in. And and I was like, you know what? He's right. Every time it's come up against anything, it has been a sweep. If not, uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I can see why that goes through. That movie has right. coasted the she, entire you did time. Yesterday. And I said that yesterday. I said Because you said there's one movie that we just, yep, it's this one. It's this one. No competition. And yeah, I said it yesterday. So as much as I didn't want it to win, I, I personally wanted Nightmare. From from the Elite Eight, what we had, I wanted Nightmare, but that's just, that's me. I've got a, a bunch of, I've got the shri- the Freddy Shrine, so. <laughs> My final thought is next year we bring one more person on so I can vote too. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 